Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the newly named Changed Wrestling Podcast uh, being presented by Franken Culture. Steve has demanded that we change the name, so I am obliging him. We are now the Frankensteiner Wrestling Podcast because it only makes sense. Franken Culture, (laughs) Frankensteiner, Frankensteiner. Listen here, fat asses. We're not going to go with Scott Steiner as our, as our mascot, that's for fucking sure. Holly, if you hear me, Disgusting. big bad voodoo daddy. <laughs> as always, we have Katie here, pessimisms, pessimistic, take old biddies. How you doing, Katie? I am great. How are you? It's not raining. There's no thunder. I'm not being struck by lightning. And as always, we have our caffeine-riddled red dog. Got Cliff. How are you doing today, Cliff? I'm doing well. I just got my new pair of glasses, and I feel fabulous. Fabulous? <laughs> yeah. You trying, to fabulous. Be like all like, you trying to do like a Clark Kent thing something? Oh, yeah, definitely. Actually, it's weird that you say that because someone actually referenced that today to me. They, look, they literally said I look like Clark, Clark Kent. With uh, with glasses on, so I was like, uh, "Thanks, I guess." There's I your Halloween costume this year. Sweet. Yeah, it's really it's a really easy one to throw together. Easy like yep. you. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have this podcast without a good roasting for everybody. Come on, come on. <laughs> so we're a day late. We're recording this on a Thursday for people who are turning in. Usually we record on a Wednesday, but because of all the lightning storms we had uh, yesterday in here in Atlanta, my power kept on going out. Didn't really want to deal with all that, possibly losing everything, re-recording everything, blah, 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 blah. So we're recording it today. So the normal three up, three down that we usually do still going into effect, but we are going to include last night's NXT. We're also going to include uh, the UK tournament that took place this week as well. So you might be hearing stuff about that. We might go into a little bit of discussion about that type of stuff. So lots of wrestling that we got to go through. So we're just going to get right into it. Katie, go ahead and deliver your first favorite moment or your top favorite moment of the week. Okay. Uh, My top favorite moment is from SmackDown. And it was the very end of SmackDown when Kane returned. And I know a lot of people will probably like, but it's Kane again, and like, why does he need to be there? Well, it was the fact that Team Hell No reunited, and they're going to have a tag match against the Bludgeon Brothers for the championships, and I loved the continuity, and that's what I always say, we need continuity in wrestling. Well, it was complete, it was, it was perfect storytelling, it was great continuity, it was an awesome moment, and I was just so thrilled. And I will admit... I'm a huge Kane mark. I love Kane. I've always loved Kane. So I was I was there for it. Instead of just dragging his old ass into something that he doesn't need to be in, it makes sense for him to team up with Daniel. And we love Team Hell No. So that was my top number one. I love that segment, first and foremost, for the fact that it was a surprise. Like, yeah. I did not expect that because, as everyone knows, if... if you're not well aware, I'm going to inform you. Glenn Jacobs, a.k.a. Kane, is running to be mayor of Knox County in Tennessee. And he won the primary earlier this year on the ballot, which 
that part of it, it is Tennessee, right? I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, Tennessee. Yeah. Okay, yep. so that part of Tennessee is really Republican, and he was on yeah. the Republican ballot because he is actually very libertarian. He was very uh, Ron Paul centric. Uh, the one election that he was running for president. So he is very libertarian, so that's the reason why he's on that ticket. Uh, but basically, if you win the primary for Knox County as a Republican, you're pretty much guaranteeing yourself the win come election time in November. So his return or this little part-time thing was like out of the fucking blue. Out, left field, right field, whatever you want to make the pun about. It was very out of nowhere. Such a great surprise for it. Not I actually, only. I actually saw it coming. <laughs> you did? I did. Yeah, yeah. One of my friends said it. So, like, when he started, he had the thing with the Bludgeon Brothers. He was like, "So, Team Hell No," and I was like, "Holy shit! Like, that makes sense. Of course. Like, why, why wouldn't they?" And I knew he only won the primary. He didn't get elected yet, so I figured he'd have a little bit of time. And plus, they probably want to get a little bit of of rub for him in in the you know, on TV either for the, and stuff. I, I, either for the Bludgeon Brothers or either for Daniel, which Daniel really doesn't need it. But... Yeah, definitely the Bludgeon Brothers. I'm very excited yeah. that Luke Harper... I mean, I love Luke Harper, so... Yeah, you know. I'm, I'm glad that they're not... They're, they're actually getting to develop character, talk more, really show personality other than just like, ugh, me beat man. Ugh, me pin. Ugh, me champ. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's very good. But as you were saying, the continuity. Like, it, it, it kept told a story. Exactly. When Daniel Bryan was GM, Kane was a heel on Raw. And even though post-Hell No, Kane <laughs> was also part of the authority. Kane had very bad interactions with Daniel Bryan, you know, post-Hell yeah. No. So seeing that hesitation of, you know, hey, remember what happened, you know, three years ago, four years ago, and everything else like that. Loved it. Just yeah. three, four every- years ago. Exactly. We forget. Let's let's talk about November. <laughs> right, just last year when he got choke slammed in the dark. <laughs> quote 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 quote. Um, but yeah, no, all those bad interactions with Daniel Bryan and Kane since Hell No basically dissolved. You know, it was great that that was pushed forward to re- to remind us. But yeah, no, great surprise. Loved, 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 loved it. Excited about it. I went as soon as SmackDown was over. I popped in 2K18, remade them as a team, and I was like, "I'm gonna do this." So <laughs> I fangirled just as much. Yes, I, I, I'm 100% in love with SmackDown right now because of the fact they keep us on our toes. So yes. SmackDown, good job ending the show. Cliff, you have any comments on that besides? No, actually, I'm gonna reserve my comment. Um... Oh, for one of my downs. <laughs> oh, 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 boy. Well, then, just since since it's uh, the balls in your court, give us your first top moment. Yeah. So, um, actually, for me, it was uh, on Raw, which I, you know, lately I've been what? kind of downgrading. Raw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and to me, actually, it wasn't so much the match itself, but it was the fact that Bailey's attack on Sasha Banks. Like, I got to mm-hmm. be honest, it was. It was cool, and they like the one thing I liked about it was you had the pin. Sasha rolled over; she like grabbed her shoulder, and then Bailey just came out of nowhere and just continually beat down Sasha Banks. Now, I will have to say that afterwards, it is what it is. But just that moment of watching Bailey get that aggression out, like 
really, I was like, she could be a really nasty heel if she wanted to be. You know, she could be like, I'm not a hugger. I don't really care about you guys. I only did it to get you, you know, to sell merch, blah, blah, blah. Like, really get on the heel kind of side. But she did a great job. She's beat down Sasha Banks, and Sasha sold it well, like she always does. She's a great mm-hmm. seller. And it was just a lot of fun. I definitely was, I was, my jaw hit the ground. I was like, damn, Bailey is just taking it to Sasha. Like, all the years of pent up frustration is coming out in this next five minutes of just a continuous beatdown. Yeah, so we knew it was coming because it's been on a slow burn, a terrible slow burn for a while. And then it finally went away for a little bit. We got a reprieve from it. And they, they clearly were starting to build it back up. We knew it was inevitable. But the way it happened with it being Bailey over Sasha being the aggressor this time around, it was very impactful. Pamela did a freaking great job with it. The part that really sold it for me was when Bailey was hovering over Sasha after hitting her into the steel steps a bunch of times, saying, you ain't shit. I lost it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, this is real. This is, this is real life now. I'm, I'm living for this. Like, the fact that Bailey, 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 I would never, never in a million years, if you would have went back, you know, three, four years, and Cliff came back to time and told Katie and I in an NXT show, Bailey's going to be heel uh, going up against Sasha when she gets to the main roster and she swears at Sasha. I'm sure we would have laughed in your fucking face. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would have because... I, I would have, I would have told myself I was crazy for even thinking that was a possibility. Uh, I am, I, again, I am excited now for this feud to actually amount to something. Me too. It's so good. Like, you know, the funny thing is, like, people are in, and and I guess, like, I don't want to put it on a down note, right? Because the moment right after that, Kurt Angle was like, "You're going to counseling. You're fired." And then they did a little short segment on YouTube with Sasha Banks as well. And like, you deaded all that momentum that they had. Like, this was a great moment, and like, you should just bask in it, even if you did it the next week and be like, you know what? I know what happened last week, but here's where you guys are gonna go. It, are they gonna go with like a Doctor Selby thing? I, you know what? It's funny because it's weird the correlations between those two going to counseling and Team Hell No coming back. Mm, yeah, you kind of see. I was, as soon so as that happened, definitely... as soon as Kurt said counseling, I was like, "Doctor Shelby, are we going to yeah, try to I hug it too. out? <laughs> are we going to try to hug it out? Because I mean, you have Daniel and Kane over there that can really teach Bailey a thing or two about the hug life. So." <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, and not that would be trying to call something out, but what would be so awesome is that, like, they go through counseling together, right? And it starts to look like they're being a cohesive unit. And then just out of nowhere, bam, Bailey to belly, boom. And then she just says, I was just faking the whole time. And then, bam, you have your, like, you have just, like, this great heel turn of it was like someone just playing along, playing along, and then, bam, backstab and let it go. All those poor little hurt gir- little girls that love <sighs> Bailey so much. Right. I have one friend who's god kids. They're they're a, a set of triplets. And wow. the little girl is the one who's been getting into wrestling. And for their birthday this year, they act uh my friend Chris actually got them a set of the Barbie line of Aww. the diva, uh, of the the women wrestlers. I almost said divas. I I was yeah. about to hurt myself. 
and her favorites are Sasha and Bailey. And, you know, he was asking me and another friend of ours, Katie, you know, or Alice, mm-hmm. he was asking about, you know, what to get her and everything else like that. And, you know, asking about certain people. And Alice and I both said, oh, Sasha Bailey? Yeah, about that. <laughs> if you little girls watching the show or paying attention oh. to stuff on YouTube, I'm like, try to let her not get too involved in that friendship. Well, it's it's yeah. crazy because you see, like, and and honestly, I mean, just look at look at. I mean, you can look at my daughter. She's the same way. Like her favorite three, her top three favorite wrestlers are Sasha Bailey and Ronda Rousey. Like, well, wait a minute, like your two top favorite wrestlers are fighting against each other. Like, who are you going to pick? You know, like if you have mm-hmm. to pick one and like, you know, like I took her to the, I took her to uh, Walmart and we bought like a little Sasha Banks action figure and she really loves it. She actually sleeps with it, which is kind of weird to me, but it's cool That's for so her. Weird. So cute. It's, 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 you know, because this little metal die cast, like I'm worried about like she losing it and like just being all sorts of upset. But anyway, besides that, all sorts it's of just, upset. it's, yeah, she's, it's really cool that she's like invested in both those, but I'm just curious about what happens when, cause she's, she knows that Bailey turned on Sasha on Monday. She knows it and she's still a fan of both of them. So we'll see what happens. You know, hopefully when, once this feud is over, they kind of go on their own paths. Like she could still be like, yeah, I'm still cheering for both, even though one person's a bad person, but we'll see what happens. Okay, so I want to speculate just a little quick before I move on to Katie's number two. Does this, is it just a severe aggression of Bailey, and maybe it still loses the fact that Sasha's the one that turns heel, or is Bailey the one that is definitely turning? And if so, is there a future title, is there a title looming to the person who turns heel, especially if it's Bailey as heel? Is there a title run soon? Uh, I'd like to see it, especially if it's Bailey. I would love to see like a heel turn, her grab the title, and run with it. And then maybe if it's not the longest title reign, you know, maybe we see her like if she turns, she gets it like Survivor Series, she carries it to like Royal Rumble or even into WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and then she drops the title to whoever, you know, at that point. Which I would feel like a Sasha Banks, Bailey, Iron Woman match at wrestlemania would be legit even though it won't happen i think it would just be legit and we know because we've seen that match on nxt and we saw how great of a job they did so i would i would love to see it but it is what it is at this point just with the thought of bailey turning heel i'm like oh my god put her with face charlotte put her with base charlotte or put her with becky just like i just i have all these ideas and i'm just like my problem is that well yes i think I think Bailey needs to turn heel because they've done such a piss poor job with her character and they've kind of ruined her that it will be a really good just change for her and really refresh her and get her aggressive and and show this different side to Bailey that we know is there. But the my only concern with it is that you kind of see what they did with Sami Zayn, where they had this really perfect underdog babyface, and they turned him heel, and he became this like annoying, obnoxious version of what made him charming because the guys back, you know, Vince and everyone finds that characteristics to be annoying about him. So my fear is that they'll do that with Bailey or 
when everyone always talks about, oh, Becky should turn heel. I'm afraid that they'll do that with Becky. Oh, you know, any of those pure baby faces that have that, you know, cute little quirks and charm that make them who they are, they exploit that and make it actually really hard to watch at times, like with Sammy. But at the same time, what do we really have to lose? Because right now I could barely watch Bailey most of the time anyway. True. Well, True. and like the thing too is, and then the other problem is, is that you've taken like, well, maybe Sasha Banks, like a great character to watch, and everybody says that she's very bland. That's because the WWE's yeah. flattened her. They flattened yeah. Bailey. They flattened Becky. They, you know, everything that made those characters like so awesome. Like you just flattened them. You know, same thing with Sammy. You flattened Sammy. Sammy, Sammy could be an incredible heel if the writing was a lot better. You know what I mean? Like, he's going out there, and you could tell, like, he's going out there reading these dumb scripts, and in his mind, he's like, I can't believe I have to say this. You know, yeah. whereas, like, if the writing was better, we would truly believe that, hey, you know, he really enjoys being a heel. And I think that's the same problem that we're having right now is that Sasha, Sasha's bland, and you can see in Ronda, Ronda's bland, but Ronda's always been bland, but she's super bland now. And even, um, and Bailey, like, they're just all bland. Like, we're just like, I don't, I don't really believe you. You know, and Alexa Bliss is the same way. I don't really believe Alexa Bliss. Like, and she plays with great heels. She does all the fun stuff that we like in heels, but I just, I don't believe them. I just, I, I think it's just credit to, it's, it's always credit back to the writing that they're doing a terrible job with it. But in the same token, like, we have to, like, we have to give what these characters were meant to be. Like, Sasha Banks is the boss. When was the last time they, other than Michael Cole being like, it's boss time. When have you ever heard Sasha Banks be like, really refer to her like, and you believe that she was the boss? Not just a little yeah. quirk you put in. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. I, I want Sasha to get back to having her swag back. Like, she still shows that it's there, but like, she was able to show off her swag and like, give her the mic. Sasha's good on the mic. I want her to. I want her to be an arrogant piece of shit again. That's why I loved her. Like you know, you know, with the whole Charlotte saying Sasha's ratchet, and you know, Sasha going against her is just, just uh, do it like a boss. Like I, I love that whole feud of those two in NXT. I thought it was great, and like she's lost a lot of that swagger since coming out of Team Bad. Like I'm, yeah. I'm going that far back. Like she's lost a lot of that since coming out of that. And those little injury scares and everything. She's lost a lot of it. So I hope that something happens to where she comes back and, and really regains that momentum that she ca- had coming in to the main roster out of NXT. So we spent a lot of time on the women's division. I know how much Katie loves that. So Katie, spit, uh, let's uh, move on to your second favorite moment of the week. Okay, I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, my second favorite was the main event of Raw, which is surprising. I actually stayed up for this, and the um, IC title match was fantastic. Even with the ending, I actually bit. Um, I forgot that Drew was even kicked out, and then he came back, and all of a sudden the ref was flying. So I loved it. Um, little disappointed that that save wasn't Dean Ambrose, because that's actually the reason that I stayed up to watch i'm like waiting for him to come back and it was roman so i was just kind of like eh. but um still the match was phenomenal seth rollins is fantastic it reminded me why i like dolph um why i liked him back in the day uh mm. it just was a great match this dolph resurgence this teaming with drew yep it definitely just... has worked 
it's worked. It has worked because you can just see it and you can tell that the writers and the producers see it. Who was the I think it was, if I read remember correctly on Reddit, not to take away anything from Seth and Dolph and Drew, because those guys definitely deserve the main event last night. They deserve all the praise because it was entertaining, it was good, it was great television. Just phenomenal job by all three. Roman. Um, <laughs> the, produ- the person who produced it, I do believe, was Tyson. So, really? Yes. If I remember reading that correctly, that Tyson was the one that produced that segment. Oh, so, nice. if it is true, nice. if I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and make sure you know I'm not going crazy, but I'm pretty sure that's what I read, and with with uh, backup for it on Reddit. If that is true, then, dude, you found your, you 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 found it, you found your, yeah. Fan. So it sucks that you're not wrestling because you you know Tyson was a great great technical wrestler. It sucks that his career has been cut short, you know, just because of a freak accident. But, homie, dude, bruh, thank you for that wonderful match. Yep. Because it was fantastic. You know what's funny, though? And I think, I think had it been anybody else other than Roman or even Bobby Lashley, like we would be cha- talking differently about that skit. Like you, Dean Ambrose, obviously the place would have exploded. Oh yeah, you could have had. I feel like you could have had anybody. And and when I mean anybody, you could have had. Uh, you could have had Chavo Guerrero, <laughs> and yeah. you everybody would be like, "Oh my God, it, it's all no, so no, awesome!" No, no, yes, no, no because one would have, no it, one would have blown up for Chavo Guerrero. I, I think I think anybody. But Roman, but Roman and Bobby. I just think anybody else, it would have the roof would have exploded, and people may have been confused why Chavo would have been helping. Like obviously, I just I'm just throwing a name out there. It could have been Rey Mysterio. How crazy would have how crazy would this place gone? That had it been Rey Mysterio. More sense than Chavo Guerrero. If it was like just think about like all the people that that you could have had anybody. That's just the point. I mean, even though they did have like, and you know what, looking back on their match that they had for um, the live event when the top rope broke and they had to like make up the rest of the match <laughs> because the top rope broke, um, you know, Drew and those guys, they all had a great match. Even Roman looked really good in the match. I just yeah. thought it was, you know, it is what it is at this point. Yeah. In time. <laughs> hmm. No, fantastic only if the top ending. rope breaks again. <laughs> I don't want any part of the ring breaking for at least another five years. We've had too much of that happen in like a short amount of time. So no more ring stuff. Yeah. Well, my, the only, I'll say this. The only reason I kind of was like, eh, about it being Roman was what it was too, a little too obvious, but the uh. fact that Roman in the very beginning of the show was acting and i loved i loved roman in the beginning of the show his promo the stuff in the match the stuff post-match he was an asshole and that's i want to see him be an asshole i don't want him to to be all cool and um you know too cool and everything and then like the underdog that he's never ever been and clearly never will be so i like the asshole i like him mocking bobby and and taking over and fucking up and getting the comeuppance because he screwed up but then, at the very end of the show, you have him come out and save the day like Superman. It's like, but why? Like, I mean, I get it. Like, Ambrose probably isn't ready to come back. But, like, no, the crowd not. was so hot. Like, that place would have fucking 
just lifted off the ground. It would have been like one of those like big returns that we see in YouTube montages later. Yeah. Like it just sucks that like he's not ready. Yeah, I we got we got at least <laughs> at least a month to two months. I Ho- miss him. Hopefully, he'll be back in time for SummerSlam. That's the hope. So, but yeah, but yeah. Cliff, what's your number two? Actually, it's funny because, you know, Katie kind of alluded to it a little bit. Um, Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns' promo, actually, I thought was really good. And I thought the back four banter was really good. I thought that, you know, the part where Bobby Lashley told Roman Reigns that, you know, people are tired of him and that he needs to move on. And the crowd was sitting there going, yes, 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 yeah. yes, the whole time. You know, Roman bringing up the fact that he's main evented uh, WrestleMania four years in a row. And just like, you know, it was great. Like just the, the back and forth between the two, they really kind of, even though like I still kind of feel like Bobby was still kind of like holding back and still kind of dry a little bit, just reading a script. It just... He just, he has these little bits where I'm like, yeah, I can I can see that you just want to let go and just be like, you know what, fuck you, Roman. <laughs> and then you know, and Roman, you know, Roman gets set back a little bit. He's like, no, you know what, let's go handle this. Blah 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 blah. So forth and so forth. I just thought the banter between the two was actually really good. And then I liked the end result actually because the match led right to it. And I just thought all around, like, it was a great segment for those two guys. And it kind of showed that, hey, you know, like, Roman is an asshole, but he really just hasn't let go just yet. And Bobby has the ability to just, hey, like, show you I have a lot more to offer than what I'm being handed, like, the Sami Zayn situation. Like, just was this god-awful. And, like, now he's getting getting, I don't know, if you want to call it a better story because he's getting put with Roman and they're kind of trying to compete and talk about who's the big dog for the yard, if you want to say. But I love the fact that Bobby Lashley was like, hey, I've been, he's like, I've been running this since you were a pup. He's like, so don't talk to me about anything. And I love the fact that Roman Reigns brought up Bobby Lashley's MMA career, even though they, I kind of had an argument with Anthony about this yesterday. Uh, Like you brought up, Bobby Lashley's MMA career, like the dude was 15 and two in MMA. And granted, most of the guys that he fought weren't like top notch caliber dudes, but you, you're 15 and two in professional fighting. Like that's, that says something about you and who you are. <laughs> like you're right. still winning. It's not like you lost just as many matches as CM Punk did. And CM Punk obviously isn't the same caliber as Bobby Lashley, but Bobby Lashley. You know, and that's why Bobby said what he said. He's like, I had the skills and the technique to beat Brock Lesnar. Like, yeah. I okay. want that I want that match more. I want Bobby and Brock more than I want Roman and Brock part what seven, eight, forty two. Yeah. yeah. I just don't want Brock Lesnar because he is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Out of Brock, out of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, I choose suicide. <laughs> nice. So, oh, death by Japanese sword. <laughs> yeah, seppuku, harakiri, please. But yeah, I agree with uh, Cliff. I I did really like this the the promo. Um, my only thing is, I I I don't. I think Bobby Lashley is terrible. Like, I don't think he was holding back. I think he's just terrible. <laughs> like. like <laughs> So bland. Like, 
hand. Like, he's this big, muscular, hulking black man, and then he opens his mouth, and it's just like fucking Wonder Bread just comes out of it. Wow! Wonder yeah. Bread. And not Holy even just cow. Loaf, not even just a loaf of Wonder Bread. Like, when the Wonder Bread would get stuck to the roof of your mouth. Like, that kind of Wonder Bread. <laughs> yeah. He's just so, like... I thought post-match stuff was pretty good, but otherwise, like, on the mic, he's just like, meh, meh, meh. Like, that's what I hear. Meh, 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 okay. When he opens his mouth. Uh, but I will add one thing. Um, the Revival, I love them. They're fantastic. But I think it was Dash that tweeted, like, the next day or something. He was like, it's a beautiful day out. I think I'll wa- take a walk around my yard. <laughs> that is so great. Mm. I love it. I love Top guys! Thank top, you. Top, top Finally guys. giving them some wins to make them not look like a bunch of schmucks. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah. Katie, number three. Number three. Okay, so for me, um, there, there's a lot that I could have put on my top three from this particular uh, show, or actually two shows, um, but I'm going to say the main event of the second night of the UK tournament, championship tournament, uh, the, the actual UK championship match between Zach Gibson, who, uh, spoilers, won the, the tournament, and Pete Dunne, the champion. Uh, that match was fantastic. It was so good. Um, I was thoroughly impressed with Zach Gibson. But he's such a he's a great heel. I love I love everything Pete Dunne does. He's amazing. So that I knew that match was going to be fantastic. I thought all of Zach Gibson's matches were really good. I love the submission and how that played into everything. Um, I just overall pretty much loved all of the tournament and all of the matches that came out of both nights. Uh, it was really really awesome to see it all and kind of see what the show is going to be like. I thought it was done really well, uh, better than last year, even though I loved last year's. Um, right. But the main event, definitely the high, uh, the best. Um, and there was a lot of great matches. A lot of great matches. The main event from the night before, uh, the, the six-man tag was amazing. Yes. Uh, yes. But that, that one was, was definitely uh, fantastic. I loved it. Definitely a, a great two-night event. Definitely just wonderful NXT wrestling. And the fact that we are getting the NXT UK brand with yes. the N- NXT UK championship being the main main title for it. And then also having a women's division and a tag division. Mm-hmm. Start next month. It's just, yes, more. If any time that you tell me that there's going to be more NXT, I'm yeah. sign sign me up. Sign exactly. Me. Especially if we're going to get a women's division that is probably based around Tony Storm. Yeah, Tony. Which Love if it's her. Pro- if it's progress and it's like UK, that only leads me to hope for Piper Niven because I oh. love me some Piper Niven. Me Hopefully too. We just we just pluck a lot of people from the UK, like from that area, so that way Cliff can get his Kaylee Ray. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and yes. also the other girls that they showed, like I, they had the tag match and the tri- and the triple threat match. Like mm-hmm. I was thoroughly 
thoroughly impressed with Killer Kelly, uh, Charlie oh, yeah. Morgan, uh, Isla Dawn. Um, I loved Isla Dawn's like witch kind of wardrobe, and, yes. and I like what I really like about the girls. We pointed it out in the match between Killer Kelly and uh, Charlie Morgan that they're they're pretty. And you could see they're wearing a little bit of makeup, but they're not done up with all these extensions and the big curls in the hair. They had braids. It was pushed back out of their hair. Like, they had this real edge to them. Yeah. Like, I just, I really like that, too. It's like, you could you could be pretty, or you could just be some girl coming out there to kick your ass. And I really like that. And, you know, within with girls like Isla Dawn and... Tony Storm, you've got the ones that are that are pretty, but still look like they can literally rip your head off. So that's yeah. awesome. I really like that. Um, I liked I liked the showcase of the women. Um, the fact that they did that right away, and you saw a little tease of what what might be a tag team with the Coffee Brothers. Um, oh yeah, definitely. That was definitely. Yeah. Yes, I loved that too. I really I was impressed by Joe Coffee and the fact that he later came out with his brother. Um really excited about that oh yeah they definitely they definitely have a lot of stepping stones in place for all of this uk stuff to really go into motion like with with just just yes just everything ah and then freaking freaking noam dar returning oh i love him just i could i could go on about the whole uk tournament just how great it was because it was it was just that it was fantastic yeah, and and getting that chance to see the the guys that were that didn't make it that far, but but you know were really great. Like just a day, I love Dave Mastiff, uh, Jordan. You know, budget Finn Balor over there, Jordan Devlin. Like he's great. He's been on. He's a, a great heel. Year. Yeah, he's such a good heel. This that gives me like, I kind of want to see Finn as a heel. Yeah. Well, like, I, 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 I don't know I, if it adds more because he's got such a huge head, that guy. Have you seen how big his head is? Yeah, it was like a weird, like, quad, like, quadrilateral shaped head. Like, it was... He looks like if someone made a Finn Balor bobblehead human. <laughs> no, it, it looks like he, he was a Finn Balor bobblehead that was left out in the sun and kind of warped. Maybe. But it's like a the caricature thing. of Finn Balor. He's but still he, cute, though. He's still cute. He's so, cute. If he you is... look eyebrows down, you're like, oh, <laughs> the rest of his head. And you're like, that's a lot of head. That's a lot of head. Mm. <laughs> a lot of head. <laughs> Calm it down. Can't help it. Can't stop. Won't stop. Ugh. <laughs> Cliff, what's your third one? So... It's kind of a toss-up for me, but I think I'm going to end up picking the other one instead. Uh, let's talk about last night's uh, NXT's uh, main event. And I say that only because, obviously, the week before NXT was just covering you know, everything that happened from the TakeOver. And so this week, we got the six-man tag match with Undisputed Era and uh, Mustache Mountain and Ricochet. Uh, great, fast-paced, great moments. Thought great technical wrestling. There's a lot of great back-and-forth parts. Um, just... You know, I know you guys talk about this all the time. So for me, it's kind of like obviously a huge uh, one up for me. But KOR is the man. I guess you go put it out yep. there. I, yeah, he's <laughs> so phenomenal. Like I was like, this dude is like, he's got great. It looks like he really practices. Like I mean, he's a great submission. He has a great submission background. So it definitely looks like it. And like 
he sells the submission so well. I'm like, yo, like I legitimately believe you are strangling this guy or you are breaking this dude's arm. Like I really believe you in this moment, you know, and uh, Ricochet had great moments in his match. Again, you know, that's, that's his thing. He just knows how to like capture a moment and run with it. I just, I don't know, just to me, there was all sorts of great moments where, you know, you saw um, you know, Adam Cole hit a move, or uh, later, like, clearing each other out of the ring. Adam Cole hits a move on Ricochet. Ricochet hits a move on him. They both go down. They both go out. Ricochet then goes for um, his finisher. Obviously, uh, doesn't get the pin. Uh, Adam Cole gets pulled out of the ring by KOR. Then he gets hit by Ricochet. Ricochet then does his, he gets that suplex flip into the end, and then they pin him. And that's kind of how the match ends. I was like, yo, this match, like, just even talking about the finish, it was just so much action going on so quickly. I was like, this is so fun to watch. This is this was great. I agree. Yeah, no, NXT definitely building up stuff correctly to the next TakeOver event, which is Brooklyn 4. Mm-hmm. So... And I'm hyped. Yeah. You know, you obviously see that the next match that's going to be coming up is Ricochet versus Adam Cole for the North American title. Like, I was like, this is a match I have to see. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care where I am in the world. I will do whatever I got to do to watch this match. <laughs> mm-hmm. Put me on a tropical island with no internet. I'm swimming somewhere to watch this match. <laughs> like, this has to happen. <laughs> no, I, it's just this. This is the beginning of a new chapter because clear Lars Sullivan uh, at the last takeover has a broken jaw. So we're probably not going to see him for a couple of months. So and we can, we can, can safely we... assume, we can safely assume that it's going to be Alistair Black versus Tommaso going. Oh, yeah. this, yes. is, this is definitely something that Katie predicted like a week or two ago. So yep. let's see how this plays out. But either way, the fact that Tommaso got the one up on Alistair on the mic, then that promo was just, <gasps> Butterflies for that. We've got Tommaso. He's Tommaso. such a dingleberry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I love Tommaso. We're still going <laughs> off a of dingleberry. Fantastic. So, and then we, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm going to wait for the episode to air, but we do have a contender being confirmed in the next couple of episodes for Shayna. We do have something happening with tag titles. So, the only thing that I'm really worried about is like, where is. EC3 and Johnny gonna go because I really want something happen with EC3. I want this whole like charade of him being a face to really come into being a heel again. So, and then same thing with the dream. Like, what's gonna happen with the dream? So, I'm excited for NXT the next couple of weeks leading up into Brooklyn Four. So, yes. I mean, I'd not that I would put. I'd like to see EC3 and Johnny. And then Keith Lee versus the Dream. Like I just think that those matches would be so much fun to watch. We can only handle ah, so much awesomeness really? in one card, okay? But you know that awesomeness in that one card will trump whatever happens for the main roster. <laughs> I mean, that's always the case though. There's there's never that's... I can't name a takeover that took place on a Saturday before a major main roster event that or sorry that where it outshined the main roster. Like, it has always happened. Always. Always. It, it's a consistent thing. It's expected. 
because you can tell that not only is just NXT writing better, but the people who are down in NXT are just so much hungrier than the people who are already on the main roster. And that's not just counting the people who are on the main roster that they weren't at one point hungry to be up on that level, but it's it's just there. It's a consistency well, that is there for NXT. It goes to show us too that, you know, at the CM Punk court case, like there's a group of guys who literally in our chat group call themselves the NXT wannabes. Like people who want to go to NXT, you know? And I don't know if it's true or not. And you guys could probably elaborate more than I could. Um, but like it's been told that, you know, guys practice all the time these matches, so it just looks so natural when they get into the get into the finals when it comes to showtime like these guys already know everything they're doing every move that's being hit they know exactly where the spots are supposed to land they've practiced so much that it just comes second natural now like i, I don't know that to be true i know you guys probably you guys go to all the tapings you guys visit all the stuff that goes on nxc so if you guys could elaborate on that like how much practice do these two like for like instance right so we know ricochet adam cole like how many times are they going to be rehearsing that match before takeover and then we get to see what the the result is for takeover you know what i mean yeah there's probably a lot of rehearsing going on so much from the guys that have been on the indies for so long that didn't practice and can just fly by the seat of their pants like i'm sure adam cole and ricochet aren't going to rehearse like you know bit by bit i'm sure people you know like the the girls are probably doing it more because a lot of the girls are they're a bit newer like shayna will probably rehearse with with her girls and stuff like that like who she's facing um there's a couple people that probably will velveteen dream i can imagine because he's he's younger he hasn't been doing it for much for that long um but I think a lot of rehearsing does happen because they've got the PC right there. They're always there. They're, you know, they're always together. It's easy to just go in there and go over what you're going to do and make sure it's, it's crisp and it's, it's timed right and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise we just run into like, you know, an Alistair Black Lars situation where, you know, you just 100% miss of your finisher. Like, okay, so we, we've talked about that, and a lot of people keep talking about that, like, as the botch. I still don't fully think that was it, this terrible botch. I you know what, was, though? He worked on his leg, and he hurt it. It was obvious that he was, a, he was trying to put momentum that he couldn't, and then eventually got it in. I think it, like, I, I, I don't know if it was on purpose necessarily. I wouldn't be surprised if it was on purpose, but it didn't, I didn't think of it like a, Oh, it's, you know, it's a botch. I think it was like a, it, he got a little bit of it, but not so much. So I'm curious though, like, have they talked about like where Lars thought he might've broken his jaw? Like, have they, have anybody like mentioned anything about that? Like, I know they, they talked about NXT last night, but they didn't talk about like at what point in the match he might have thought he broke his jaw because what if that was part of the case? I was, yeah, I was gonna say, like, what was the case like where like a move happened wrong? He was supposed to hit the hit his finisher, but because Lars was so disoriented because obviously his jaw's broken, like he just like, oh, I'm supposed to fall here. And then he fell. You know what I mean? Yeah. I haven't read exactly where the the injury occurred i haven't seen anything on reddit about it 
I haven't really done that much research on it, to be honest, but I would assume that if it wasn't the end with that accidental, like, you know, hitting on the chin, I would assume it was probably in the beginning. Yeah. It was, because I'm almost positive someone said that he was more than half the match with a broken jaw. That's crazy to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously. That is, that's, a, that's a bit extra. Not that, you know, he had any control over it, but it's still extra. Yeah. Show must go on. Y'all, show did go on. <laughs> Especially yeah. if you're in the main fucking event. You, you better fucking work. You better work. Yes. So, we have a little bit more time left, so let's see if you guys are prepared. Let's do a number four. Katie, do you oh, have shit. a fourth one? Do I have a fourth one? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have a fourth one? Um, well, a lot of the good points were already pointed out, like the ones like the promo in Raw and Bailey beating down Sasha. Um, if you don't have I a fourth one, we the... can go right to the negatives. Okay. I have um, a fourth one. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, you know what? I'll just quickly say um, UK tournament, the tag title match between yes. Undisputed Era and, um, and Mustache Mountain. Definitely uh, amazing. <laughs> but you know, what I'll, you know what I'll say? The crowd. England, oh, I, I cannot wait for the show because I love they English are, crowds. The they are a different breed. When like. they took off their shoes and said, if you hate Gibson, uh, wave your shoe. Yeah. Wow. Like, hate Gibson shoes off and they're all waving their fucking shoes. I'm like, this is amazing. I love it. It's about a different it. breed. It is it a is. different breed. Like, I thought, like, Chicago was a great crowd. I thought, you know, Orlando had a great crowd and everything. But you can't, it's like apples to pineapples. It's, 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 it's a completely different ballgame over there. And it's great. It's not like it's bad. It's just, it's great. It's exciting to see. And I, I want more of it. I want more of it. It's like when you get that one piece of good fruit and then you get that other really piece of good fruit and you're just like, man, these are so great fruits. It's I like, love it. You go, you go to a Korean store, you go to an Asian market and you have your first sample of durian and you, you, you don't know where to get it from other than there, but the Asian market's so far away that whenever you go into that area for anything else, you're like, I gotta stop at this market to get me some durian. I gotta get that. Nope. <laughs> gotta get some durian. And if you guys haven't had durian before, it's fucking fantastic. It is fantastic <laughs> fruit. But, so, what is your quickly really? Because uh, I completely forgot. I I had a brain fart. I forgot we were gonna do a three down, and we're yep. running out of time. So really quick, is, here's here's yeah, my fourth one. Before. Yeah. Yeah. AOP's return. Let's just be honest. They've oh, been gone God, for a yeah, long time. We have to talk about that. Yep. Yeah. That was yeah. the thing. That was the thing that happened. AOP's return was an amazing, um, and and you know we'll touch into other things about it. But yes, that that was it. That's all I'm gonna say about it. It was awesome. So, right quick question: Who is gonna go against? Are are they really building up the B team to face them at Summer to face Matt and Bray at SummerSlam, or is the eventual AOP gonna happen at SummerSlam now that they're back? I I'm looking. It looks like the B team. It really is. I know, we still, have, I know we still have extreme rules in the middle. That's the, that's the last pay-per-view before SummerSlam. But I'm confused because it's like AOP is now back. Whatever visa issues are taken care of. Thank God. That haircut on Akam looks terrible. 
he got like this boy band haircut thing where it's shaved on the side and up. And I, I, I'm not, I saw that. I noticed it right away. I'm just like, I'm not a fan of that. Not Are you talking about the it. taller of the two, Razor? I don't, I don't know which one's which. Razor. <laughs> Razor's the tall one. Akum is the shorter one. I, they're both big. They're both tall. I don't compare them on the short one and the tall one. But Razor is clearly taller. Just saying. I don't know. The one was a bad haircut. About. That's the one we're going to talk about now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I guess there's, that's Razor. There's tired, there's tired face, the one who has like perma tired eyes, like the bags under his eyes, the dark, the dark circles. He looks like a and, droopy dog. Yeah, there's that one. He does. And then there's the one that has the bad haircut. That's so now Razor. I have. I have two two things that to, to base them off of, other than you know, one's a centimeter taller than the other. No, there's a significant. We said way too much time. Doesn't one of them have <laughs> have tattoos or something? I'm pretty sure they, they both have, have tattoos. tattoos. I haven't yeah. seen them in the buff, so I don't know. I don't know. Moving on, let's yes. go ahead and do a not a rapid fire, but let's do. A what our three favorites were with an expo- uh, a brief explanation so that we least favorites least least favorites yep least favorites least favorites most okay. hated of your week so I just want what it is and a brief explanation as to why I want the feeling behind the hate okay all right me first uh you are the lady of the room yeah I am. um okay so <laughs> stupid. Uh, uh, number one, uh, Alexa Bliss. I can't stand her. Her promo w- went on for way too long. I'm over her. I want her out. She's so she's stupid. Uh, number two, Sanity. Oh, what is happening? Why did they lose? Come on, son of a bitch. Why did they lose? And you know what? Because they lost to a make a makeshift team. I mean, yes, the Usos were on that. But they lost to a makeshift team. They're supposed to be this cohesive unit. On Raw, they proved that a non-cohesive unit and a cohesive tag team can, you know, can lose to the cohesive tag team. And then you had Sanity just fucking stupid. Like, how are you supposed to take these guys seriously? They better not become the next engine. And you know what? I'll be okay if they're they're not taking that seriously like the revival was in the beginning. And then they start to get momentum in a little while. But still, Sanity was one of the best things in NXT. And I'm just um, so over them fucking up uh, NXT call-ups. Um, and then number three, um, the only downside that I kind of saw from the UK tournament, um, I'm still really not sold on Shayna Baszler matches. Um, I love Tony Storm, and I know she's a certified badass. Um, so the match wasn't terrible, but I didn't really like the way Tony Storm either was portrayed or portrayed herself, where she looked scared a lot of the times. She was screaming and scrambling away from Shayna, and yes, she was getting beat up, so that's a normal reaction, but I kind of felt like she seemed scared the whole time when that's not Tony Storm. That's Tony Storm is fucking badass, and if you're going to center the women's division around her in the NXT UK, or if she's going to be a huge focus of the Mae Young Classic, um, she... It kind of looked ridiculous. I did like the ending, though. But the middle of the match was just kind of meh to me because I felt like she didn't get as much offense as she should have. And I'm just, I'm not sold on Shayna. So those are my three. Yeah, that's... Alexa, (laughs) Alexa had her moment for the past year. Yeah. Yeah. She had dropped the title at Mania. 
it was time for her to move on to something to help build up somebody else. You know, again, we discussed this. I, 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 I it's awkward. It's weird. It's just, it's, it's poor timing. It's not the right time for her at all. It's just, we've had it. It's, it's now we're oversaturated. We are oversaturated by bliss and it's not blissful. Yeah. Not I'm all. so done. I'm done. I, I need a break. Like I, 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 I hate to be, break. I hate to be like this, but I need you to get injured. I need Damn. to get injured and I need you to go away <laughs> for a while. So that way I can reminisce about how good you are on the mic instead of being annoyed about how good you are on the mic and how you can't really. She's not even that good anymore. She's just the same. She's dialed in. It's really dialed in now. It's really dialed in. Not like when her first run, when she was going up against Bailey, even though that few was terrible. She was, she was that you can tell she was good on the mic. Then she, she was really trying and putting forth effort. Um, Sanity. I just, yeah. I'm I'm telling you, it's I I think if this is the way it's going to happen, if they're going to be on like this losing streak weirdness, I'm 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 I seriously think Nikki Cross needs to be brought up, and we need to have her being injected because, like I said from the beginning, having sanity without Nikki Cross is not sanity. It's it's a imitation. It's like having spam in a casserole and still calling it tuna casserole. Nah, bitch, Ew. it's fucking spam. And this is this is fake sanity. This is this is meh, and I'm not buying it. Not buying it. I'm not buying what you're selling, SmackDown. Specifically, Sandy. And then I don't even remember the last. Oh, Shayna Baszler. I you already know how I feel. I I, yeah. need, I need to see more. So yeah, that's a whole discussion for when that. That's a whole discussion for when the uh, the certain episode happens for NXT. We'll get into that. So Cliff, number uh, your three. Yeah, so, uh, you know, my top one was actually the Sanity situation, which I just have to agree. That just was ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Since it got taken, my new number one um, is actually be kind of, you guys kind of alluded to the beginning. I'm going to go back to it. Uh, Team Hell Knows Return. I'm the person, I'm literally going to be that person that says, I'm not excited about this. And I'm, I'm only by this because you literally are just talking about Daniel Bryan's there. And obviously Daniel Bryan, you know, gets beat down. Right. And as the beginning of the show, you had the business and obviously trying to work with uh, the Bludger Brothers, but obviously, you know, the Bludger Brothers would be themselves. Then they started beating down Daniel Bryan. I just think that you have so much other talent on the roster that the only thing you alluded to was, hey, we're going to come back and bring he- Team Hell No. I'm going to have this nice little run. And granted, I'm just not a fan right now. I just, I think Glenn Jacobs, he needs to go focus on his campaign and you need to let him do his thing. And you don't call him back for a three-week stint to have him go be at Extreme Rules so you can have a compete of a tag match so that, sorry, us hardcore fans, we could have that, oh, I remember these moments of vintage. Yeah, we've seen what happens. So here's the thing that's going to end up happening. Team Hell No loses, which means that since he's been back, the Royal Rumble, the John Cena match, the Battle Royale, and now um, the... Sorry, and and Extreme Rules, Kane's gone 0 for, 0 for 4. Not awesome. Not cool at all. Not a huge fan. This is just, to me, it's just, we have to stop going back and saying, hey, you know what? Our talent's not good enough. We need to go back and bring somebody to help get these fans reinvigorated. Invest some time in the talent that you do have, and I bet you're going to see some great things come out of it. Why wasn't AJ Styles on the show? Where was Samoa Joe? How come those guys weren't on the show at all? It just it just irritates me that AJ we was have to say, Australia. But my point being is that 
we're here talking about, oh, you know what, let's just, let's just go back. Let's just go back and pull a, a vintage act out, and we'll just go from there. It just sounds like it would be a great idea. And I was 100%, like, it was cool to see Kane come back. I will admit that. It was cool to kind of see Team Hell No in a form. I'm just, to me personally, though, it was just wasted. It was just, wasn't cool. Everybody else is just smashed on the roster. So sorry about that rant. Uh, other thing say, too, do, you that, know the, do you need the definition yeah. of brief? Yep, I'm sorry. I just had to go on that. I, I'm sorry. I just had to do this. Um, so the other part too, number two, uh, AOP running from Titus Worldwide. Like, come on, man. Let's be real. It's Titus no Worldwide. No one runs I said from earlier. Titus Worldwide. Nobody. No, no one runs from Titus Worldwide because Titus is too busy sliding under the ring. No one believes you. Number three, NXT call-ups being return or NXT returns for nothing. Sorry, AOP, Sanity, Ty, etc. All those guys on the show. By the way, Ty Dillinger's haircut, way worse than AOP. Oh, yes, agree. Let's just be honest. Um, but yeah, so all these guys get brought up for nothing. For what? What did you bring them up on the show for if you're just going to squash them? Or you're just going to have them in some stupid bag segment where James Ellsworth is trying to compare himself to a 10 when he's clearly not even a 1. He's a half. They should have just left it alone at that. But those are my top three. Sorry, my top three downs. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't know what they're doing with Ty. Like, time. with anyone <laughs> I, it's, it's like Smackdown's so good but then you have to remember the, like, the parts of where it's just like you have questions and you have question marks above your head and it's just like yeah, okay. Smackdown is really good and then you're still part of WWE <laughs> yeah and then you realize you get brought back down to earth real quick yeah like real real quick and it's just okay but I will have to say though I did like Smackdown's very first match Xavier Woods and Rusev put on a great show yeah, I thought it was amazing, but after that, I just thought the show sucked. I'm sorry, smacking face. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, the the show the show was definitely mid tier of what it of what it has been. SmackDown, still in my opinion, was better than Raw. Oh yeah. I, oh, you know what? Really quickly, since we're running out of time, I will mention the debut of Leo Rush happened this week, and I kind of dig it. I kind of. I was a huge it. fan. I I like the fact that he's got more of a personality than he did with yeah. his. You know, he had like what, like four or five appearances on NXT, but I don't know what happened down in Orlando, but someone whipped that boy into shape because that was personality that had he had charisma. He had a lot more charisma than he ever had in any of the other NXT matches other than, you know, his spots selling him to the audience. That was about it. Like, he had the spots, and then he had, you know, the charisma to go along with it. So I, I have high hopes for the, for him in 205. His frog splash was unbelievable. I was that was like, not a frog splash. That was a lowdown. That was a lowdown. Yeah. It, whatever, whatever way we're going to lean to call it, man. Just the height. The sellability to it, like oh, yo, the fact that like, he did like uh, a one-person handstand, it was just like yo, yep. <laughs> that was <laughs> no, I'm I'm excited for him. So, but that that dude side pony, whoever he fought, he had a side pony. That was a male Bailey. <laughs> male Bailey. It was male Bailey, <laughs> like with the with the frizz, that up. frizzy hair, side pony, and looking like he just like dribbled some ice cream out of his mouth type of look, like. It was a hot mess. But no, that would be the one thing that we didn't mention that I would take away as like a really big moment. Yeah, I would have to agree. 
Yeah. And that and um, Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae's match with Lacey Evans was pretty fantastic. I like yeah, that, I like that she's using. It. Oh, well, I'm sorry. It was pretty fantastic. And Candice LeRae's new finishing maneuver, um, I say she does it better than Jericho. Her hang time was fantastic. Yeah, she's she's so great. I I really want to see her do something in the women's division that's not you know buck kiss. I'm trying to think of a third one I can briefly talk about, and I I really we've really talked about everything. Yeah. Oh, I will talk about this, okay? Because I like this. Uh, James Ellsworth versus Oscar next week. I'm kind of excited yeah. So for that. is that a thing? Is that the thing we're doing now? We're just like. <sighs> Intergender matches, like this I guess, thing we're going back to. Well, we did it. What? What? When? When was it? Last? It was last year before he got released. That Becky was, and Becky and James. So I because well, like I'm I know that when he went on the when he went on the road and started going on the indies, he literally was talking about being. I think he was at one time like the intergender he, champion. He made like, his own intergender indies. championship. Yeah. So he was actually you know, scheduled. I, to, he was actually scheduled to defend it. Uh, the Sunday of yeah, yeah, he was actually scheduled this for uh, a defense that Sunday. He so pulled out. Funny. Yeah, yeah, he had to giggity. So, Katie, you're <laughs> upset because shocker. Because all right, it's a waste so, of Oscar. The, what pisses me off is that WWE has gone on record. Triple H himself, they have said they will probably not do intergender matches. They won't. They don't. You know, Triple H has said he doesn't like intergender matches because it, you know, it sends a bad message to to uh, the audience, and it almost it, it seems like abuse, which is ridiculous. Because if you can, first of all, it's we all know it's not real. So if you could take seriously someone like Rey Mysterio facing someone like Big Show, then someone like Asuka facing someone like Seth Rollins or something like that shouldn't be that far fucking fetched. So they've said that they don't like, you know, they're not going to do intergender matches, blah, blah, blah. But they're perfectly fine doing an intergender match with a guy that they very frequently call not, not a real man, not a human, a turtle without a shell, a sloth, whatever they fucking call him. They, they compare him to an alien, they compare him to not, not a real man, and they compare him not to an animal. So it's okay for a woman to wrestle someone that they frequently call not a man. Someone less than a man. man. Yeah, less than a man. He is a man. It doesn't matter what size he is or, you know, the fact that he doesn't really have a chin. He, he's a man. So, you know, you, you, you act like it's okay for him, for them to wrestle the guy that they, they frequently call not a man, and, but not one of the wrestlers. He's an actual wrestler. And, you know, they, they can't wrestle one of the other guys. It's just, it makes the women look foolish. It makes the women look ridiculous. So, yes, he's getting his comeuppance, which I'm kind of torn because I do feel that he should get his ass kicked by the women. But I feel all of the men should be able to get their asses kicked by the women. They should be able to just wrestle because they're wrestlers. They shouldn't have to be divided. And that me off but just you know it's you make it very clear that you consider james ellsworth not a real human but so it's okay for oscar and for becky and for other women to wrestle him that's not okay to me and so it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be stupid 
<laughs> I just well, hope she fucking kicks his ass and, and it's five we, minutes and five. We will see next week when he does get his ass hit by Asuka what happens. So yep. who knows? This may be the start of something beautiful. I don't know. I feel like yeah, this is triple I feel shh, I feel like this is Triple H's direction, not Vince's. So we'll see. Yeah, I think it's Vince's, but <laughs> we will see. So, but that's all the time we have for today. Uh, not trying to ignore Anthony, but he did pop in. He did come home from work and he decided to listen. So, hi, Anthony. Hi, Anthony. I, I, just, I just wanted to listen to you guys a little bit. You guys, <laughs> you guys are more calm than <laughs> when I get on this damn mic. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true. Al, female Al Bundy over there gets really heated over some things. So, just saying. I don't yell at you, did, Anthony. Did you, guys, did you guys bring up Big Cass today? There's no reason to. No, I didn't have to. Okay, then, then, then she didn't have. Then she had no reason to get all crazy over oh, her man. Uh, yes, not my man. <laughs> no, not. I do no, get yes. angry at you. <laughs> so, uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, we will be back next week to discuss again the top three and the worst three of our week in WWE of wrestling. And thanks for stopping by. We'll see you next week. Bye! Bye! Baby!